Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Josiah, and I am the grateful creator and host of this podcast. I am a queer New Yorker living in Minnesota. I'm a clinically trained chaplain and a spouse. I'm a recovering addict living with an eating disorder. I live with PTSD and other mental illnesses. Let's get started. Good morning. Today we begin our new series, uh, the first part anyways of our new series of uh, spirituality and the arts. And today I'm going to read to you um, an article that I wrote back in 2018. And uh, I want to, this was back when I was uh, serving as a film and television critic in the Twin Cities. And this is one of my favorite pieces that I got to write. It's a very special piece to me. So we're going to open today with some deep breathing. Let's take in a few deep breaths together. When you breathe out, breathe all the way out. I'm breathing in peace for myself and breathing out peace for the world and breathing in forgiveness for myself and breathing out forgiveness for the world I'm breathing in courage for myself I'm breathing out courage for the world Please bear in mind as I read this article that I wrote this two years ago, almost exactly two years ago, and um, in some cases I was in a bit of a different place in in some areas, but uh, by and large I stand by a lot of what I wrote here. This article is called The Movies as Holy Scripture. I will include a link in the show notes if you're interested. I love movies. Other than God and my spouse, I don't believe there is anything I love nearly as much as movies. My parents raised me on a cinematic diet of Rodgers and Hammerstein and movies in space, namely Star Wars. Musicals and science fiction aren't all that different, really. Most musicals use realistic settings, characters, and plot lines to tell a human story, but introduce the concept of song and dance to highly fantasize the experience. Science fiction is generally set in the real world, but introduces fictional technology and concepts, robots, spaceships, alien species, different planets, time travel, that, again, turn the experience into fantasy. Growing up in a poor, rural family, I really needed the safety of movies to escape to a galaxy far, far away. Friday movie night was my favorite thing in the world. 
Mom and dad would order a large sheet pizza from the hole-in-the-wall pizza joint in Bath, New York, and then drop by the movie store. Remember those? To pick up two to four VHS tapes. My three siblings, my parents, and I would cover the living room floor in blankets and pillows, eat pizza, drink root beer, and watch movies until we fell asleep. I lived for Friday nights. In fact, if we had misbehaved during the week, my parents were smart enough to threaten us with early bed on a Friday instead of a movie night. We would straighten up our act right quick. I remember missing the Friday movie night debut of Oliver on VHS. I was devastated. I am now a spiritual counselor and teacher working in addiction recovery with a solid Masters of Divinity degree under my belt. I am also a writer, writing about movies and television for a couple of local Twin Cities publications. It may seem like a strange combination of lifestyles, but Friday movie nights, even more so than the Christian scriptures, became my primary religious texts. Friday movie nights had been moving along at their normal, riveting pace when one night occurring during my ninth year of movie nights, my mom rented a VHS copy of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mom and I had become obsessed with movies like the original Star Wars trilogy and The Dark Crystal, all epic, visually stunning creations set in another world. Like most boys my age, I had a deep obsession with Han Solo's Millennium Falcon spaceship and had collected multiple Star Wars action figures and vehicles. When my mom showed me the front jacket of the 2001 Space Odyssey VHS, I saw an image of a spaceship, and that was enough for me. A significant shift happened in me the night I watched 2001 with my mom. I remember feeling a sense of excitement and awe when I watched family movie night staples like The Sound of Music, The Empire Strikes Back, or The Five Thousand Fingers of Dr. T. When I watched Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, I sat in my pajamas cross-legged on the living room floor. I was captivated. Hell 9000 was very real to me. The seamless meld of music and motion, spaceships slowly pirouetting in the black of space, lifted my heart to my throat. Something in the narrative, the mystery of the plot, the fusion of humanity with the stars, confused me. That confusion filled me with unspeakable joy and reverence. To sum it up, while watching 2001 A Space Odyssey at the age of nine, I had what the theologians call an experience of the numinous, or in layman's terms, my first religious experience. I had this same experience again in high school when I saw Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. In college, it was Richard Linklater's Waking Life and David Fincher's Fight Club. And in my seminary years, it was Tom Ford's A Single Man, Lars von Trier's Antichrist, and Steve Jacobs' Disgrace. Just in the past couple of years, I have seen David Lowry's A Ghost Story, Robert Eggers' The Witch, and Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here, 
All three films that made me feel utterly transported while at the same time tapping into something of the divine dwelling within me. Terrence Malick's films do this for me as well as the films of Paul Thomas Anderson and Jane Campion. For those who love films beyond the mundanity of a personal hobby, you know that simply watching a film for the sake of entertainment is just not enough. There is something transcendent that can happen when we watch movies. So why is it that I keep collecting films and have shelves full of them in my living room at home if only a handful of them provide me with meaningful spiritual experiences? I guess I still love Friday movie nights. I suppose I'm still searching for the next film that will move me deeply and give me that sense that I am in the presence of the numinous. No matter how hard I work to find other hobbies and make other life goals, I cannot escape the abiding feeling that movies are somehow vital. I heard the stories about Jesus in the four Gospels and the Christian scriptures, but I could not shake the feeling that somehow I had actually encountered him in Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ. Willem Dafoe might be another white American male playing Jesus, a brown Palestinian rabbi, but he captures the humanity of Jesus in a way that the pulpit-pounding preachers of my childhood did not. In Terence Malick's The Tree of Life, a tragedy occurs that causes an entire family system to unravel. Inspired by the divine riddle of the book of Job from the Hebrew Bible, Malick presents the tragedy as if it has long-lasting cosmic impact. Something was being established before the foundation of the world. Malick, a devout Episcopalian philosopher, is content not having the answers. The God of my youth was described as someone who offered answers to all of life's problems. What happened then to embracing a sense of mystery? As I watch Stanley Donan singing in the rain, I am reminded that we were created to dance and sing away our troubles. At the end of the day, is it enough to just make them laugh? It could be. As Alice Walker says, hard times require furious dancing. Babette's Feast teaches me that food brings strangers together, and not just the eating of the food, the work of crafting the food as well. The Lord of the Rings trilogy teaches me that all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given us. Then there's the endless list of animated movies. Yes, I am an animation nerd, a Saturday morning cartoon geek. Pixar's Toy Story and Up teach me that I am enough just as I am. Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke, My Neighbor Totoro, and Spirited Away all teach me that the earth is a friend and it needs gentle caretaking. It has a heart and spirit all its own. Also, could Totoro be a fuzzy incarnation of the divine? I am still curious about this one. Disney's Zootopia and Robin Hood teach me that all that has been broken by systems of oppression shall be made right. Moana teaches me that when you're trying to figure out who you are in the winding adventure of life, big risks can be worth taking. Richard Linklater's Waking Life teaches me that living the questions is the best and most compassionate way to live. Like the poet Rilke would say, I could go on. 
If movies can instill in us a sense of life, freedom, and spiritual grounding that transforms our lives and offers healing for ourselves and the world around us, are they not holy in some way? Although I am a lifelong student of the Hebrew and Christian scriptures and I am an ordained chaplain, my initial divine scriptures were movies. Holy liturgy was Friday movie night. I am still looking for the next religious experience that draws me closer to this thing we call God. So I'll keep watching movies and we'll see what happens. To be continued. Thanks, everyone. Take good care of you today. And I'll see you tomorrow.